Fuck me. Yeah. Am I dreaming or is this a nightmare? Is it rock bottom, Jack? No. Well, we're going to get into that. I don't quite think so, but it's pretty close. I was really excited to get back on the podcast for the first time in a number of weeks. I had like this big opening speech planned and I was expecting fireworks and a big round of applause, but the mood is just too sour <laughs> for any of that shit. Um, yeah. What do we, yeah. Where do we begin? Wow. Um, I'm just going to say Morel is at a wartime low. Um, it's not 2009 low. It's not 2009 <laughs> low, but it's, it's it's not like, to be fair, like, yes, that loss was fucked, but I actually feel a lot better consider can, than the pen after the Penrith one. Well, I witnessed both of those live. Yeah, yeah, I do know <laughs> that. Um, before we get into that, um, welcome listeners. As you are aware, um, our friend of the show and my co-host this week, Jack Roosterman Nolan is back in the studio after a hiatus. Um, and Jack, welcome back in the studio, mate. You forgot um, co-creator? Co-creator. created this show. All the segments were my ideas. <laughs> and I yes. had a couple of weeks off and you've just taken it and now you've just taken ownership of the whole show. Yeah, it's mate, mine. I have. I have. <laughs> um, and we'll roll with that. Um, like I said, morale's at a low um, after that. What do you call that? Well, we Slipped were- the, out of the hands? Well- for those of you who have lived under a rock, it was possibly the worst way to lose a match, certainly after a 50-point drubbing the week before, to think that you are home and hose with a little over three and a half minutes to go and to um, quite simply just fuck it up. Um, it really is high especially when we're there live, because we actually made the journey yeah. out there, Pato, um, on the hill with our good mate, uh, or your mate, Jem, who's a Dragon supporter. Yes, and Hainsey joined us. Good man. Love you, Hainsey. But um, I actually wasn't confident in that three and a half minutes left after we scored. Well, unfortunately. not. I think we'll get into the uh, that, that last set before mm. we the Dragons scored, which we thought was pretty poor. Mm. Um, look, it's not as, it wasn't as graphic as the 40, 40 point drubbing against Penrith. Um, I think overall, my take of the game was first half was much the same mm-hmm. from the week before. Yep. The second half, considering the people we had out and um, the fact that we had to kind of swing the momentum around pretty heavily to come out and score four unanswered tries, and you know, two or three of them were quite were quite good. I mean, seeing Kiri take on the line and and score one of those great individual tries which we got very used to over the over the years was great to see but they just almost like they're always in a funk where they just don't know how to win that it was almost like they got in a position that oh shit we're going to win this and they just found a way to lose it yeah yeah i couldn't agree more um before we get into it we're going it's the same old stuff on the show this week. We've got Nola on loads, um, which is interesting. Um, Pato's predictions, Rooster of the Week. We've got Trivia. We're going to re- quickly review that game. As as the bye week this week, we will not be previewing, but stay tuned for some announcement, announcements later in the show. So let's just get straight into it, Nolan. We, we will sort of just – oh, actually, before we get into that, let's talk about the game day experience yeah. at, at Cogra. I've got to be honest. I, I really enjoyed it. It was – Super dribbly, but it was it was unreal on the hill. Good atmos. You really see rugby league people on a hill. Yeah. I think that's when you. It's certainly not the SFS members. No, <laughs> but like, do you think because the dragons are going so poorly? Not that we can talk, but they are that their that their crowd that their fans go like, what's the word? They go extra rogue because they know their shit. So they've got nothing to lose so they can just start hurling abuse at players and fans and shit and just like sort of carefree nature. Well, I think I know what you're alluding to. We were on the hill um, and there was a bunch of four or five hooligans behind us. There would have been about 20 or 21. And every time the Roos, a rooster touched the ball, it was, Teddy, your shit. Dylan, Jeez, Ed- Dylan Edwards, New South yeah. Wales. Jesus, he's rushed up, all that kind of stuff. Oh, you, he loves a sniff. And, and you I, know what? You boys probably loved to sniff and 50% of the, the crowd there probably <laughs> did as well. So yeah. that was a shit call. But what I would say to those four idiots behind us, once they start getting personal with someone who had time off earlier in the year and we co- turn around and call them out and they fucking drop nuts, at least own it and say we're pieces of shit. And they yeah. dropped nuts, didn't they? They did. But the thing is, 
like you said, that they went they went that like I don't care if you're saying shit about um anyone, but when you when you're saying things about people that have had to have time away from the game and then we call you out and your excuses so settle down, mate. We're at the footy. Yeah, and fuck that. What you th- you think that's okay? Because you 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 pay your fucking twenty dollars to sit on the hill at Cogwell, but you can start yelling out rogue shit. Like it was quite w- funny to see them absolutely drop. Yeah, nuts. but like not just that, but just like I just feel like the crowd in general, ninety nine percent of them were in great spirits, and it was it was all fun and games and shaking hands after. But I think because the dragons are going a bit worse, like. In the season, they just—it's more like we got nothing to lose here. So when we're when we're on the when we're going well like they were against us, they were fucking up and about, and it was loud out there. It's interesting. It's a very interesting fan base because we're on the hill, and then we saw like I guess the equivalent of the chook pen. Yeah, I don't know what you call it, the dragon's den or something. <laughs> yeah, um, and they were having a good time, and then these like other bunch of dragon supporters who had like banners of like. Um, sack the board and yeah, like, yeah. um, you know, this club's run yeah. like shit came over. And then those two sets of fans who were supporting the same team started hurling abuse at each other, Yeah, which was really weird. Yeah. Not well, weird. It looked like it was a diehard Dragons fan that would do anything for the club. And then these sort of a, a mutiny of Dragons fans. Yeah, an uprising. An uprising mutiny of the, the between the boards. It seemed like the St. George and the Illawarra board don't get along. Yeah, maybe know. that's what it is. Maybe so it's the, the, yeah. the joint the joint venture. Yeah, yeah. So, mate, it was good to see. I'm sure they kissed and made up when yeah. they fucking beat us on the bell. They would have, you know. But you're right. I think it was I think it was well worth the trip out there. I um, definitely will be back. For an odd, you know, I, I certainly think most I games. I prefer to go back and like have a, like go to the pub. If it was an 8 p.m. game, it would have been good. You go, go to a weird pub before and, then, s- and then just get maggot on the hill. Well, I said I wanted to go to the pub before and you said, oh, no, I'm driving. Yeah, well, I was. <laughs> so next time. Um <laughs> Yeah, but like the overall game day experience was good. Like, there was only nine thousand there, but that's what you get at a six pm game. But um, really, really, really did enjoy it. Even though we we lost on the bell and it was heartbreaking. Um, it was uh, it was it was overall good. What do yeah. you? Yeah, no, no, it was it was the game atmosphere was fantastic. Good change up. Go on a hill at a, a kind of suburban ground, even though I think most games should be played at a professional yeah. stadium. That's just my opinion. Don't shoot me down for that. But, you know, for a change-up, it was great. That's about where the fun ended for us, yeah. um, as we mentioned before. Um, to see a team lose like that is really a, a, a complex emotion. Um, it's one of those situations where all you can do is look at each other and just sort of – Hide crying with a smile. I laughed. Yeah, it was like la- it was laughable. I laughed, but I also just had to laugh to act like I wasn't crying yeah. for the St George fans. Let's go into the. I want to talk about. We both hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three. We just hit the lead. Yep. I think, and the set after we scored the try to hit the lead is about three minutes ago, and we're watching the the set that the Roosters were getting through, mm. and we both said to each other, "This isn't good." They're not going anywhere. I think we went three or four tackles and we went 10 meters. Yep. Victor dropped it, challenged it, didn't drop it, which was correct. Yep. Um, but just quickly, imagine we didn't have captain's challenge and they call that a knock on and then they score. Didn't matter. They fucking scored anyway. But yeah, we went, I think we went 10 meters in the set, in, which was horrible. But in saying that, our last tackle kick was in the left corner. Ravalala nearly fucked it, sort of fumbled it. He got tackled on the try line. I know what you mean, but I think it almost the way we we did our work through that set. It was almost like, oh gee, this mm. something could happen. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. I agree. And it was almost like the mentality was a bit wrong. It was right. It was a good kick from like was either Kiri or Hutch, um, but then that mentality from that set almost looked like it overflowed to the defending yeah, set defending where they made set. all that yeah, yeah. that ground down the right side. And look, the the kick that Ben Hunt he did two kicks or those two kicks in the the try scoring play. The Ben Hunt kick was a fucking fair dinkum hail mary. It was a it was a nothing kick. Just you just chucked it up and, and then got battered. Kicks it across. Uh, yeah. Um, but I know what you mean. So if we have a good set there, and then maybe an attacking kick, like a bomb, or I don't even know. But yeah, it's pretty fucked. So I think there's two schools of thought, and I want to hear what you think where where you fall. Um, first half bad, second half shown improvement. Can we? And that'll kind of 
build a foundation hopefully to the dogs in two weeks? Or are you like, we still lost the unlosable game, we're still where we were? Uh, like, yeah, there's pros and cons to it all. Um, first half was same old as it was against Penrith. Yeah. And I was really happy with the second half. We were down 14-0. We came back to take the lead. Even though, like, Kiri, Teddy, like, Brown, uh, sorry, Nathan Brown's injection was really good inside ball to Teddy. Teddy makes a break, which hasn't really been doing all year. And then Kiri scores a really nice try. Then Kiri just has plays in motion, you know, looks, can play long, can play short, dummies goes himself, scores. And then Teddy, just a freak of nature, just gets one of the all-time one-on-one steals to get us in How the How good lead. was that? And look, he, he people have doubted him all week yeah. about his form and origin all that shit. And Dylan so, Edwards should be picked. And he would have heard the whispers yeah, during the week. Yeah, and yeah. a champion stands up like that. And all caps when you say the man's name, yeah. in my opinion. Teddy. I agree. So um, the second half was great. Even though maybe you could say a bit of luck in the last try, you make your own luck. So I was really happy with that. It's sort of a weird thing with the Roosters. It's sort of like one week we attack all right, one week we defend horribly, vice versa. And this week we just defended really poorly, like really poorly, and it cost us the game. You reckon it, I, you reckon it was that bad, the defence? Yeah. I think personally, I see it, I take it a little bit differently. I reckon we got done twice by Ben Hunt, who I think is a top – honestly – He's a top five player in the game. He's an absolute. Oh, he is an absolute moment, gun. So a solo show and go by Ben Hunt, and he's just one of those players who can do it. And then the Jaden Sewer try, which was a bit iffy anyway. Um, he did the one of the great double pumps from dummy half, which caught Drew out. But I think overall, the other two tries was, was that miracle one and the Moses Suli uh, bat down from yeah, out. Yeah, but I'm, I, what mm. I'm saying is, sorry, overall, like day when it mattered. And they did make some line breaks, which they bombed. Yeah, but I think I'm looking more like at a broad level. I, I agree. There was a couple of moments where there was, you know, Billy made a, a pretty poor read. I think on from, Ben yeah, Hunt and Ben Hunt, and then Drew, Drew Hutch just got caught out. So but I think he missed that tackle so, yeah. at halftime and Sloan drops it. Yeah, but I think overall, like the broader kind of intent of our defense was a lot better than than the week before against Penrith. That's my oh yeah my yeah take. yeah obviously, but it's. When you score 22 points, you should be winning. I saw a great stat, actually, on Twitter. It's the first time since oh, – it was years and years. It might have been the Trent Robinson era. The first time the Roosters have scored 24 points or 22 points and have lost a game in, like, 12 years. Well, yeah. Anyway, like, the, some of their tries are just really soft, um, which is disappointing to see. But – um. I th- really thought Teddy, like we are saying, stepped up, had a g- fucking game, proved the doubters wrong. Kiri, good to see he has that show and go and attacking game. I still think our last tackle um, options were really, really poor. Um, and that's not really good enough in my opinion. I thought they were better with Drew there. Yeah, but like... He's got a big boot, remember, Drew. Remember like, like, it was Jackson Pooler was at dummy half... And Drew's at first receiver and he just throws like a 20-man <laughs> cutout to no one and it's just like absolute shambles. And that's just yeah, like – that's, that's not, not – That's not, that's that's not that's the half's fault. I'm not, I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying like the team. Like yeah, that kind of summed up where we were as yeah. a team that, that, that um, time. Which re- I just think we just need a nail. But even like um, when Kiri and Drew were doing like some last tackle kicks, like some cross-field kicks, they were landing too short like before the try line. Yeah. Like mm. not on the money. So mm. I just think we need to um, – Sort that out. We on the ground. We saw um, sometime in the second half. I, I, I can't figure out if it was an actual permanent change, but it looked to us that Swaliti went onto the wing. Yeah, now, was that in? Was that almost like he was defending at centre and then went to the wing for kind of fourth, fifth tackle options? Well, on? that's what I mean. Like, and even when they were kicking to him, it was still too mm. short. But he doesn't know how to. Let, like, he obviously does, but he, at the moment he's jumping for the ball so early and, like, mistiming it all the time. I think there's a chance. I said this to the boys early today. I, I know they're saying he'll be here for two years. I've got a feeling that, you know, they're not going to shunt him to the door, um, you know, in the next few weeks. But I lean more towards him finishing up early at the Chooks than, mm. than not. That's just my opinion. I hope not. I no, hope, me too. I hope he's – I just – I think he's – his attributes at the moment will be better suited on the wing and it'll make him a better footy player. Let me and clarify. I think he he may finish up early if we 
aren't going as well as we should be because the chooks go, well, we're paying him like seven, eight hundred grand a year for a 19-year-old centre, essentially. I agree. And we're not getting results. I this agree. is potentially a rebuilding. This is not kind of the kind of salary cap hit you mm. want at mm. that stage. Yeah. Nathan fair. Brown was good, though, I thought. Yeah, really good debut. Um, I liked his aggression, came out of the line. Really good ball playing. Um, an offload, an offload, which is yeah. really good to see, second phase footy. And there was something else. Just experience, I reckon. Yeah, there's something else he did that was that impressed me. What the swinging arm? I actually liked it. A bit <laughs> of a, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just showed a bit of intent. So. Well, there was another player in the field who went a bit too hectic too. I think we've got to get to Victor, don't we? Oh, where do, where do you stand I on don't that? Know, I don't know. I don't like. You know what? He was like after watching some other games of footy on the weekend, like some of those sin bins. He's obviously very lucky, but. Well, he should have been like, Simbin. I was saying to someone, yeah, he should have been Simbin, I guess. But obviously, I'm stoked he wasn't. But I like that he's he always has your your, your his, the players back, which I love to see because Corey Allen got fucking ragdoll and he got a um elbow to the head, and he just stepped in there, and then there was a bit of a scuffle. He just I don't know. I don't. I don't want to go. It's there. not good, mate. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's got. He's out for three weeks. Three it's to four good. weeks. He's out. And look, at, I don't think it was a full, fully fledged, aggressive uh, headbutt. He's not trying to absolutely knock that bloke. To, no, that? it was just some more like but, come here, like I will take you. Yeah, but he led with the head, and mm. leading with the head in twenty twenty three in the NRL, yeah. you are going to miss some time. Cop a suspension and it's the last thing we need because he's been off the field way too much the last couple of years mm. and we need in the middle of origins in the middle of origin and we need as many troops on the field at the moment especially when we're down on form yeah um in saying that we've also lost the cheese to a broken thumb for a six day week. yeah i saw him at woolworths yesterday actually oh really so Where at? yeah yeah double bay it's yet down double base said hello to him and he brushed me uh, um, no that's not true <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that's really unfortunate for Cheese. So I guess um, Terps. Terps will play eighty. But um, in saying that, I I listened to Cheese on the radio, and fuck, I love his um attitude to the injury. Yeah, that was really good to hear. And he's owning it. He knows he's not up to standard. He's not for shying away from it. And that's as a fan, that's all you want to hear. True. So yeah, he needs to be better though. And, and I think words will, mean nothing. Actions speak volumes. <laughs> Volume. Um, I thought errors, errors really, really cost us. I'm going to put this to you. Um, Billy Smith error, which leads to a Jaden Sewell try. Satili error leads to a Dragons try. Yeah. And that was coming out of our end. Well, errors have been our Achilles heel for fucking 15 years. But the prob- the, <laughs> the good thing about the teams we'll, and we'll the years we'll gone past, we can defend them. And mm. we... Um, our completion rate historically uh, against other teams has, has not been not been very good. But uh, you know, at this time where, as I said before, we're down on form, mistakes like that when you're down on confidence, especially they compound, and that's exactly what happened at crucial times. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's got to cut out the errors, and our discipline was poor as well. Um, I was really happy, like we were saying before, just with some of the attack. We, not so much the attack, just like the pushing up in play and just finding a way to score crucial tries. Yeah. Our set piece was still like, you know. Yeah, our, but that's all right. Yeah, but our set piece, you know, it's I'm okay with the set piece like at this stage of the year being a bit not, you know. You want that firing at the end of the year. Yeah, but we've been saying that for 12 weeks. Yeah. But yeah. um, nothing. Anyway, we, we scored enough points to win it. We just lost it at the end. I'm gonna. What did you think about that last play? Ooh, what do you do? Like, you know, it was a fucking hail mary. Yeah, uh, not, uh, honestly. So, okay, put put it this way. I know you could you could probably argue that um, the Roosters didn't scramble as well as they should have, and you know they're probably right, and they probably made a couple of. Um, I'm not even going to call them errors at that stage. They're probably over enthusiastic to clean up the ball, but flip it. The Dragons on that play needed about eight or nine things to go 100% correct for them to win that game. And the cards just fell their way. That's a that's a one in a hundred play that came off. Two kicks, bat back, grubber. You know, what do you, you know? I kind of lean towards 
Could we have handled that situation? Yeah. Well, no, I, I kind of lean towards, I don't think it was a very good play. Ben Hunt just put up a random bomb 30 mm. metres out, fell on the 30 metre line. Mm. I kind of think that, could we have scrambled a little bit better? Yeah. You I know, just think could, we should have done better for for the first bomb. I'm not blaming the Yeah, but one. mate, like as I said before, they still needed about a million things to go right yeah. in that single play for it to come we, off. And we, it was also have, we also have 13 players on there to try and... All we need to do is make that ball bounce a different way or a ricochet and it shuts down. Mate, even the... <laughs> look, I'm going to be a little bit sympathetic. It's a horrible way to lose, but like even... Who scored the try? The Dragons player? Oh, Fang, 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 Fang. The way he yeah, attacked yeah, 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 the ball, yeah, he that. wasn't even he wasn't even like crouching down to get it. That he just put his hands out and it he was, needed yeah, the perfect yeah, bounce and it just up. did, you know? It was just... I think it was just one of those things, unfortunately. Um, I agree. Um, you know what? It, like, it happens so much to losing teams. You know, teams in bad yeah, form, yeah, yeah, yeah. they find ways yeah, yeah, yeah. to... You know. It's not like... It is what it is. Um, Manu, uh, Walker... Jared Warrior Hargraves and Tupo back hopefully back hopefully next round which is mm. um, big news huge news Tupo back on the left side which would be fantastic yeah. I think he ne- I think especially for um, will it be Billy on the left no hang on who's no, on it'll be Sw- Swally yeah Swally I think he needs Tupo on his in- on his outside there Jared obviously big in- big inclusion he is. Yeah. I think the one, the greatest prop of the last so that, that means Corey Allen will back. go back to Reggie's. Yep, you'll be devastated about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think we've gone into that enough. We covered everything there. Yeah, I think so. Um, Long story short, it was a fucking shit way to lose. Shit way to lose, and being there live was pretty heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, like I said, shout out Hainsy, who was on the hill with us. We watched the whole game with him. Fucking good to meet you, buddy. And I'm sure we'll be meeting up again. Flew down from Queensland. Yeah, he did, and he does it every week. And we will be met seeing you soon. Great to meet maybe, you, mate. Maybe, maybe at Gosford. Maybe at Gosford we're talking about yeah, going up. we're talking about going. Um, all right. So that brings us to Rooster of the Week. And I believe, Jack, you have a nomination. Yeah, look, it's a really well-deserved um, Rooster of the Week. Probably the greatest, or one of the greatest rooster men I've ever come across. Um, shows a lot of heart, commitment, passion. Um, and that person, Rooster of the Week, goes to me, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Toot your own fucking horn. You know why? Because I just encountered the two of the worst weeks of Rooster watching live. I trekked it out with my mates, a few other mates, to Penrith and saw them get put 40 on them. Uh, and drove an hour home. That was shit. And then I went out to Cogra and saw them lose in the last minute. So I saw them lose in a heartbreaking fashion and I saw them lose in a dog shit pa- uh, fashion. And I think that deserves some level of recognition. Um, I am the Rooster of the Week. Is that okay, mate? Is that within um, the rules? Look, after the two bed shit performances, hey, that's fine by me. And you are actually at the games, giving your all, yeah. even though you've been dogging the podcast. You kicked me off four weeks ago. Yeah, Remember that? Right. Yeah, that's Remember not that? true. That's not no, true. No, no, that's true. No, that's you thought you true. could run. <laughs> that is not true. You are. You have boycotted us and you've been MIA and I had to drag you and pay you to get you here today. So, um, yes. Um, but, yeah, you Bruce of the weight. Well deserved, man. Thanks, well mate. Deserved. Um, and then that brings us to Nolo Unload. That cut off early. Um, well, no, mate. That's been like that since we've started. Yeah, you're you supposed to you, fade. No, you just haven't been you're, here. You're supposed you to fade. You haven't been here long enough. You're to supposed understand. to fade it down. <laughs> um, well, I've had a few weeks to kind of stew and 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 get angry. Um, my old nemesis Gordon Tallis, he he popped up last week, and I thought, oh, what do you do? Just remind. Oh, the, he's oh, an NRL. Apparently, he's an NRL yeah. three sixty. Is he now, a new host? Is oh, he doing it this my week? God, he's a dumb dumb. And he started going about the recruitment of the Roosters. Honestly, shut up, eh? Um, no, but I thought I want to keep it original. Um, That's right. He said Roosters by men, not kindergarten. He's a f- or something. He, like anyway, anyway. Oh, maybe I should do the unload on him. No, I won't. I'll go what I was going to do. Um, look, the last um, – certainly the, the, throughout this year, um, Penrith have gone back to back right. So, P- 
people have started saying, you know, where do these, where does Penrith sit uh, in in some of the great teams? And rightly so, Penrith have gone back to back. It's a hard thing to do. Although I'd argue that um, the competition they had at the time wasn't as strong as years gone past. Having said that, well done, Penrith. Now, commentators are coming out and saying, oh, where do Penrith sit um, against the great teams? And they, you know, they obviously, they obviously uh, mentioned Canberra '94, the Brisbane Broncos early '90s, to early 2000s, and they mentioned the Melbourne Storm. Now, there's a team they always forget to mention, and it's a team who actually went back-to-back about four or five years ago. So I don't know what these journalists and commentators are thinking or whether they have a fucking memory span of a goldfish, but the Sydney Roosters went back-to-back for the first time in 20-odd years. They had some of the greatest players ever to assemble on a field. They beat a Melbourne Storm team team that had Billy Slater at fullback and Cameron Smith at hooker, and then went the next year went back-to-back, even though... They should, probably should have lost that night and the champion qualities came out. The re- disrespect towards the Roosters has been a fucking joke and all those journalists are on notice and officially being warned of me. So you're saying that in all you, these NRL 360 chats where they talk about this great Penrith side that they're just forgetting about the 18-19 the Roosters side. They're forgetting about the 18-19 Roosters side, which I would argue beat... Uh, certainly in 2018, but it beat higher quality opposition in a grand final than Penrith done. Penrith beat a South Sydney team without Latrell Mitchell and Blake Taff at fullback. Please. And, and then and then a Parramatta Eel side. Yeah. With I, Jake Arthur. Obviously, yeah. So, call me biased, but I think the Melbourne Storm would beat the, the – sorry, the Melbourne Storm that we've played would beat that South Sydney team easily. In a canter. And probably beat the Melbourne team. And probably beat the Penrith team of 2021. Very much, like a very real possibility. In fact, if, this is how I, so I reckon we should, we're going to get onto broader discussion about great teams because the buy's coming up. So we thought we'd just dive into into something a bit different. This is how I kind of picture great teams and how I kind of make my judgments on them. Who, which team would you want playing for your life? That, that Roosters 18, 19. Well, that's what I mean. Would you rather the Roosters 18, 19 team playing for your life or the Penrith 20, 20, 21, 22 team playing for your life? Yeah. 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 That's pretty, you know what I mean? Yeah. That If you, if you put it like that, mm. think about the – I mean, I'm you not saying – You know what? Is the, game, is the game harder back in 18, 19 or is it, hard, is it harder in 21, 22 with the rule changes? I mean, look, you, I think you'll find people who – Say it's harder oh, yeah. now, or, you know, whatever. But I just think purely based on, on the teams and the level of success, um, I just think the fact that the Roosters have been kind of ignored in this discussion of, of great teams of the last, you know, certainly the NRL era is pathetic. Mm. Like, where's the, where's the kind of self awareness to realise that? Oh yeah, they're going back to back, Penrith. It was done five years ago. Yeah. By the Roosters. Yeah. When it hadn't been done for twenty five years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive argument and discussion that needs to be spoken about more because the Roosters 18-19 team definitely gets slept on. Well, let's 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 go through like we thought we'd kind of open up the floor between me and you. Um and kind of let's just see where we think the Roosters 18-19 team stacks up. Now, I think where I, look I I think personally Probably the second we're, we're greatest. By, I think for me, the for the teams that I've seen, look, I can't really comment on Canberra 94 and even the, the Broncos in the 90s as well. Like I can look at the team list and see footage, but I think from teams I've seen, I think the Roosters personally of 18 and 19 and specifically 2019, um, I think was probably the second best team I've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just, I mean, run through the, run through the team. You got Tedesco at the back. So yeah, you got champion. Teddy. Oh, so you think the eighteen, the nineteen side was stronger than the eighteen? Well, I think with, well the addition of someone like Brett Morris certainly helps. Mm. And who did we lose? So he replaced Fergo? Ferguson. Yeah. So you got um, Teddy at fullback, champion. Yep. Brett uh, Brett Morris. He should have got Clive Churchill. Should have got Clive Churchill in, in the top three wingers of all time. Daniel Tupo yep. is the greatest Roosters winger in my, of all time, in my yep. opinion. The centre pairing of Latrell Mitchell and Joseph Marnie. Mm. And and Latrell pretty much won us that yep. nineteen comp. Cooper Cronk, halfback, Luke Keery, 5'8". Hooker was Sam Verrills that game. Yep, and he actually scored a try. Scored a try. The first try. Yep. I think Isaac Liu started at prop. Jared starting at prop. Um, Cordner, Orbison, Radley, bench of Jake Friend. Angus. Angus. um, Nat Butcher. And who was the final bench? Not Zane. Zane. Not Zane. Who was the- Friendy. Yeah, I said Friendy. There was another absolute moose. Um, 
Takiyaho. Tuck Takiyaho. He started. Yeah, I think that's right. Isaac would have yeah. been off the bench. Yeah, that is a... F- <laughs> mate. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mate, it's a great squad. And then... Stack and that the, against the, the pen of the side. Yeah. We, Who do you back? I back the Roosters. Like, I mean, I think the parents like... The Penrith side at the moment are one of the great teams. They are. They are. I'm not. I'm not. I'm absolutely not saying that. Um, you know, they're subpar. Even though I think that the competition at the moment, in regards to the quality of opposition, isn't uh, isn't you just as strong. Look at the centre, like the the 21 or the 22 side that won last year. I think their centre pairing was Kiri. Oh, I'm sorry, Crichton and that what that Tango Tango. But you're saying they're better than Manu and the Troll? No, not at this stage, no. And and the halves pairing is is obviously Cronk and Cleary are both going to be greats at the game. Well, you t- at this stage, you're taking Cronk over Cleary at the moment. Yeah, and do you? I but mean, Cleary is pretty clutch. He's probably more clutch than Cronk. How can you possibly say that? How, how can do you, you reckon? Fuck! Tell me when in a okay. Tell me when in a big game. Has Nathan, okay, has Nathan Cleary done something clutch? I'm talking in a I'm grand not, I'm final. Not saying is, I'm not saying is he. I'm just talking about recent, like obviously not in big games. He hasn't delivered in big, big games. Remember Cooper Cronk in a game three decider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just, saying, I'm out just talking about, yeah, yeah, I'm not talking, yeah, I understand that. I understand that for sure. Cronk's probably more, but did Cronk do much apart from playing in the 18 grand final with a fucking broken bat, scapula? Did he do much clutch stuff? For the uh, Roosters? Well, just in general towards the end of his career? I'm just, I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Not that he that he's not clutch. I'm well, I'd, I mean, I'd I'd like to think that you know his field goal efficiency was probably really good. Yeah, but, but I'm also talking about clutch plays like the right kick at the right time. True, you know, True. the right pass at the right time. His he, presence was just clutch. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So and I always go back to who, which team would you want playing for your life? You're picking the 18, 19 Roosters over Penrith at the moment. I would for sure. Having said that. Even though I'm completely biased, I think the best team I've ever seen is Melbourne Storm 2017. I so you think Melbourne Storm 2017? I don't think so. Who do you have over that? I think maybe the Broncos 2000 team. So you you, you got Darren Lockyer. Yeah, they went over the salary cap. Darren Lockyer, <laughs> um, Lottie Dakiri, Wendell Saylor on the wings, Tony Carroll, Michael Devere at centers, and then you got Benny Eichen and Kevin Walters in the halves. Shane Webke and Dan Carlo props, Luke Prittis nine, Gordy Tallis and Brad Thorne in the in the second row, and you got Kevin Campion um, at lock, Harvey Howard, Michael Hancock, Sean Berrigan, and Ashley Harrison. That's a great side. Um, that is a very the good bench. side. That is a very very good very side. Good side. It's amazing that we actually got close to them. Is that yeah, the, we, is we that the grand lost, final? We yeah, yeah two thousand. Yeah, we only lost fourteen six. That's a that's an, <laughs> that's a that's a red hot side. So you reckon the twenty seventeen storm is better than that? Well, I think okay. Well, I think there's three immortals in there, but well, two definite immortals in the Melbourne Storm twenty seventeen team. But you got you also have Darren Lockyer here with Kevin Kevin Walters and Ben Iken are probably better than the Haas pairing of Munster and. Hughes. Get no twenty seventeen, Mu- Cronk and Munster. Oh, that's right, Munster. Yeah, Fucking okay. Turn it off. Sorry. All right. Well, we, listen, listen to this. Melbourne Storm twenty twenty. Go. Yeah. Right. Billy Slater, the greatest ever uh, fullback of all time, mm. bar none. Um, wingers, Vunavala, who's actually now a dual international, and <laughs> yeah, doesn't count much, but he has played for Australia now. Um, and Josh Adokar, who's the fox. Everyone knows him. Centre pairing of Will Chambers, who's was an absolute stalwart. Australian representative and Queensland representative. Curtis Scott, who obviously fell off the rails but had a good couple of years. Halves, Cronk, Munster. This is his four-pack, eh? Jesse Bromwich, Jordan McLean, the front row. Cameron Smith, hooker and captain. Felice Cafusi, Tohu Harris, the second row. Tohu Harris is one of the most underrated forwards in the game. Agree. And then Dale Finucane at lock. Bench of Kenny Bromwich, Tim Glasby, Nelson Asafa-Solomona and Slade Griffin, coach Craig Bellamy. So who was the second row pairing there? Felice Kafusi, Tohu Harris. There's a fucking bit do of money there. Be, do you think that's better than Dane Carlo and Gordon Tallis? I don't think. I so. take. Well, I, I take. I would probably take Felice Kafusi and Tohu Harris over Dane Carlo. Dane Carlo was a Queensland great. He broke our hearts many times. Um, 
Tohu Harris. Yeah, he's more of a fucking lock now, though. But he is so good, Tohu Harris. He, oh, no, he is so good. He's, I'd love him. At, he's a good. He's just a good feeling. He'll play anywhere yeah. and carve up. But it's a good debate to have. So you, do you think both? What, yeah. Do you think both those teams are better than those 18, 19 Roosters? I think as I, if I go back to my old saying I just said before, which team do you want playing for your life? I just think the presence of two definite immortals in Smith and Billy Slater, a potential immortal in Cronk and Cameron Munster, who I think is probably the greatest match-winning 5-8. Who are the centres? Curtis Scott and... Will Chambers. Cameron Munster, I reckon, is probably the greatest match-winning 5-8 I've seen in the last 15, 20 years. He just wins games. He's yeah. so good. Think of all those origins. Munster? Munster. Yeah, yeah, Think yeah. of all those origins where he just grabs the game by the scruff of the neck. Yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah, that is a pretty red hot side. Um, They'd pit. I, th- I think, unfortunately, listeners. I think well, I would, I would back twenty seventeen Melbourne to beat us in Golden Point against our twenty nineteen Roosters. Yeah. Bees dick. But then you got fucking Lottie Dakiri and Wendell Sailor on the wings here with fucking Shane Webke at prop. Yeah, that's pretty fucking red. That's hot. fucking good, hey. And, like, that and, team, and hey? Tony Carroll. Yeah, he was hell. good. There's some starch there in the fourth pack. It. I think the bench semi lets him down. That this 2000 Broncos, you got Harvey Howard of I don't know who who you are, fame. Oh, Harvey. Uh, Michael Hancock was a good player. Barry played for Australia. Yeah, and two two Australian internationals on the bench. Fuck, mm. Sean Berry was a great player. Good, such a good fit, fucking um, utility. But then you, who's the better coach, Wayne or Bellamy? Oh, fucking hell. <sighs> well, look what Wayne's been doing for fucking Dolphins. I think just for longevity, you, you give you give Bennett. Um, but I think, yeah. you know, what – just the consistent level of success from Bellamy, but then again, so same with Bennett, you know. Mm. It's just been consistent. I think – yeah. I would lean towards, at this stage, this might be surprising, um, Bellamy. And the only reason why is because he had to rebuild that side so after 2010. Times, but multiple times. Yeah. And the idea of centralising his team around Smith – and Slater was actually like a new concept at the time. Yeah. And he turned and he just figured out that I've got these two amazing players. Um, I'll keep them and I'll just back my coaching ability and man management to get these bit part players to come in and play well above themselves. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. But then again, Bennett does that too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They both do it in their own special yeah. way. So me, 2017 Storm, number one. Oh, number two, Roosters, 2019. Oh, you think the 19 is better than that 2000 Broncos? Yes. Oh, fair. Because the Broncos teams over the salary cap. <laughs> and you know what? It was unlimited interchanges. Yeah, that unlimited interchanges. But I saw the stat. Apparently they did made like 100 uh, rotations in yeah, that they game. Did, they it was did. fucked. That's bullshit. All right, listeners. I hope you like that little debate there. Well, why don't we put up a Insta story and- We'll do a poll. Yeah, do a poll. I'll do it all. Or even third. just message in to say who is the- te- What is the, the greatest team you've I'll do seen? The, I'll do the three. I'll go 19 Roosters, 2000 Broncos, and 2017. <laughs> I'd be surprised if there's everyone on the Roosters Instagram doesn't pick Roosters. Roosters. But, <laughs> but try and be- Yeah, um, be truthful. You're not going to get shot. Well, um, maybe. Well. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to roll into our critically acclaimed Pato's prediction. Oh, it's still here, is it? it unfortunately. Coming to you live from the Tricolor Syndicate studio, I must say, the podcast studio. The studio. We've got. Slee, Pato, Pato's predictions, it's still here. I can't wait. Yeah, so Roosters aren't playing this week, which is a bit of a bugger. So we're going to go, um, seeing as the Dragons beat us last week, we're going to go Dragons 13 plus to beat the Dolphins, who have no Kenny Bromwich. Oh, actually, he, I think he is playing, sorry. He's got to find but no Kafusi, no Hammer. Um, I think they're no Tom Gilbert. They're losing a bit of depth through Origin. So I think Dragons, oh, they don't have any Ben Hunt. I'm going to go Dragon Stadium Plus. I actually don't really care. Um, yeah, but your listeners do. They're putting their hard earned on these uh, bets. Oh, yeah. Well, I, when Roosters aren't playing, I sort of don't really care. Um, <laughs> and that's all I really got this week because Roosters aren't playing. So, but I'm, I'm gonna just, I'll give you my tips. There's only five games this week. So, I'm going to go um, Dragons to beat the Dolphins. And then I'm going to go um, Eels to beat the Cowboys. Warriors to beat... 
um, Broncos, South to be Raiders, and Knights to be Manly. So if you get on that, let us know. Just quietly, um, just the way the competition is at the moment, how about the Cowboys, eh? What the fuck? Good one week. Fuck the next week. Jesus. Well, one good week. Well, two, on, two, they won two in a row, didn't they? Against yeah. us and whatever the fuck that game was yeah. last week, the week before. But to come out and lose by nearly 70 against the t- the Tigers. Yeah. What's doing there? I right? don't know. No good. No good. All right. That brings us to Ask the Boys. And there's a fair few um, questions sent in by you legends. And first one is from Roosters Nation. Do you believe we can still make finals? What needs to change towards the back end of the season? Gee, Roosters Nation, that's a big, big question. You've opened a can of worms there. I, I think definitely. I think we will. St- I think I don't know. I don't know if we'll make top four, but we'll definitely make top. Eight. eight. Easily. What needs to change a lot? Um, Personnel changes, you reckon? Or well, or not necessarily. It? I just think gelling. Look, mate, well, Roosters Nation. To be honest with you, it's a pretty hard. There's a lot going wrong at the moment. I think so. It's pretty hard to pin it on one thing. I would say the number one thing I think needs to improve is cohesion. Mm. Yep, uh, I think just the boys getting around each other, just looking like a well-oiled machine would be nice, and that will get us like yeah. in the right direction yep. to play good footy. Just back to fundamentals. Fundamental, no errors, please. Um, from Jono Baker, does Trent Robinson hate Nafahu White? That must be in relation to him not getting any game time. Thoughts. Um. No, I don't think he hates him. I don't think Robert hates anyone besides South. Um, yes. No, I just think uh, uh, there's certainly a few people saying that he should be in the side. But um, where would he? Where would you fit him mm, in at the moment? I now, think it's team balance. Eh? I think now that um, if if Drew stays at six and uh, Terps will play eighty, there's what now? There's an open forward spot. Well, on we the don't. Bench. We don't know if Drew will stay at six because Walker might come back now. We might need Drew on the bench as a utility, as crazy as that sounds. He actually can play a few positions. Mm. You know? Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, the good thing is we have a, a week off for the bye and then um, he's refresh pl- and come back. He's a player to watch, though, enough. Well, the, yeah. the numbers he's putting up in reserve grade, great. Are ridiculous. Are very, very good. 200 plus and P- over 100 PCMs and stuff like but that. But I, don't, I actually don't mind that sometimes, a player earning the right, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's but, not but supposed to be. To be fair, every time he's played, he's looked good. For us in yeah. first grade, so they'll have a plan for him. But I, I dare say he'll be a, a consistent first grader for the Roosters That's in it. no time. Uh, the next question is from G Star Georgie Star. What would you do if your girlfriend decided to go for South, or you started dating a girl and she went for South, and then um, someone on the um, Tricolor Syndicate um, social account said? This is what I would do. Immediate breakup, then block her from every form of contact, social media, et cetera, et cetera. And then I would file an AVO. Could've I think said, oh, that's, said it better I couldn't have said anything better than myself, but I would say that I would alert authorities first and foremost. I'd call the cops straight away. Oh, yes. Firstly. Yeah. You know, you, for you, fraud. For fraud. And um, manipulation. Yeah, Maybe roofied me because yeah. I wouldn't be with her. I wouldn't have yeah. spoken to her if I knew she Because well, you're safety. You, yeah, you, yeah. You're uh, not safe anymore. Who knows what those sickening. weirdos do. Weirdos. Um, this one is from NZib underscore on Instagram. Should Cheese drop his podcasting career and focus commit on the Roosters till he's fully, fully adapted to the team slash club? Since he, he announced that on... Since he announced that on his HSP on Hello Sport interview, I thought it was weird on his first year to do that. He changed his club. He got everything to prove again. Interesting question. Very a bit bit all over the shop that question, I, but I, I get the gist of what you're saying, mate. You're pretty much saying should Cheese just worry about footy and less about his podcasting and shows? Look, I'm going to say this. He needs to. He's setting up his career for post footy, which I love to see. And I, I don't think it is impacting his footy. I would say the fact that we're not in great form just highlights uh, it. Yeah. Um, Whereas if we were winning, this wouldn't be a thing, obviously. Having said that, um, no, look, no. I, I think he's professional. Well, I, I hope he's professional yeah, enough he to, to separate that. Um, but that's the, like prob- that's the problem when you're in bad form, things yes. like that, yep. you know, just get highlighted. I don't like when things like that, you know, has nothing to do with it, but whatever. But I mean, to be fair to, to our whatever his name was, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. People, I, people would be going, you yeah, know what? 100%. Like, is his focus one hundred percent the Roosters at the moment? I hope I I just hope 
and I believe um, that he has a a nice healthy balance between outside of footy and footy, mm-hmm. and and the fact that we're not playing good as a team and as a club. It's easy to point fingers at things like yeah. that. And look, mate, if it doesn't get better, then maybe he might need to look at fixing that. So well, it's that, a very valuable. When point. I saw him at Woolworths yesterday, I, um, I saw he uh, he was hugging a, a lady friend. So he's obviously got a very stable home life. Yeah. It's good to hear. So, so let's just hope his form stabilises on the field as well. Good man. Good man. Thank you for the question, bro. Um, our next question is from King Wilson, King Wilson on Instagram. Hey, boys. If you could pick two former Rooster players to help us out of this hole we are in, who would they be and why? Boyd Cordner, number one. I think he's already there. What do you mean? He's, co- he's there coaching. Oh, no. Does oh, this mean on the field? I assume that's what he means. Oh, okay. Sorry. Boyd Cordner, number one. Oh, easily. Uh, number two. Brad Fittler. Yeah, I have to go Freddie. Well, I think, yeah. What about you? Who's your other one? I'd, I'd Boy Cordner for... Hundred percent. How good is he? Like, no disrespect to the butchers, but like, <laughs> they had nothing on him. Yeah, but no. But hang on, you could say that about fucking ninety-five percent of back rows in the NRL. Well, he's probably the he's probably the best back row in the last ten years. Yes, certainly left edge back row. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and just an out and out leader. Oh, oh, mate. How, how much time miss him? Oh, fuck. It has um, ended way too early with him as well. Yeah. Um, Poor bastard. And then my second one. Mate, you know what? Who I'd go? Cooper Cronk. Yeah. Well, yeah. we need a we need a half desperately. We got yeah. a five eight. Sorry, Freddie, but I think Cooper Cronk would help us get out of this hole. Better. Yeah. Not that Freddie wouldn't. So you'd go Freddie and I'd go Cronk, or would we both go Cronk? No, and I'm boy. sticking with my boy Freddie. Okay, sweet. mate. Imagine him. It'd almost be the prototype uh, lock now. Oh, mate. Imagine him, left foot step, good night. In the middle <laughs> Get, of the what field. about Cronk and Freddie and Boyd? Now that Victor's out, you put Freddie to 13. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, very simple. All right. Last question from Pr- Prav. Um, Prav.c on Insta. Thank you, legend. Is it me or are most Chooks fans overreacting? Just need Walker back to the halves and all the guns to return from injury and origin. I think we can make a push for the finals. We are still two wins from first. Mate, great point. Thanks, Prav. I like the fucking positivity. I like it. You know why? Because I've heard some people saying this is rock bottom and like fair enough, you can get a bit emotional about the last two weeks. But I lived through 2009, I lived through 2006, I lived through 2016. This is nowhere near rock bottom. Having said that, the concerns are real. There are some major issues which we need to fix. But I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not doomsdaying here. I think, uh, and luckily, the way the competition fa- uh, has fallen, we're four points off the minor premiership at this yeah. stage, and funnily enough, we're four points off the wooden spoon. So um, it's fucking tight. And like when we're like one win like behind Sharks and Penrith and stuff. A lot of people. A lot of lot of other teams. Um, excuse me. A lot of teams' form has been very scratchy themselves too. Like ours, and they're on the same amount of points, but because we're the Roosters, they don't get highlighted. Didn't didn't hurt. Didn't uh, help getting spanked by forty. No, it doesn't. Um, but it wasn't fifty. <laughs> um, it wasn't sixty-eight. No, like the Cowboys. Yeah, that was fucked. Um, thank you, listeners. Great questions in there. We love the fan engagement. Keep sending them in. We will keep answering them every week. And then that brings us to our trivia for the week. Mm-hmm. And first, before we get to trivia for this week, um, our trivia last week, our winner was Denny McGuinness. Well done. Well done. She got in nice and early. There's a lot of wrong answers before she sent hers in. She sent the answer in Um the first one to send in this answer, and the question was... Don't, yeah, can I... I actually didn't hear the, the trivia question oh, last yeah. time. Can I see if I get it? Yeah, yeah, sweet. So, because we were playing the Dragons... Yep. Um, the question was, who was the most recent uh, NRL coach to get sacked or moved on before um, Anthony Griffin? <sighs> Gee... Okay, so Griffin was the first sacking this year. Let's go back to the offseason. So um, Andrew Webster started this year. So he replaced Nathan Brown, but I think that was... Who coached the Dogs last year? 
Um, Hang on, I'll get it. Hang on. Uh, am I on the right track there? No. Oh, really? No. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. I'll just say it. Des Hasler. Ah. In the preseason. Is that Denny or Danny? You got it. Uh, Denny. Denny. D-E-N-N-I. Fuck, that's um, fantastic. She, yeah, great from her. So you're our winner. You're going to the ballot for our um, trivia ex- extravaganza, extravaganza at the end of the year. Is that, is that yeah. what we're doing? Yep. So stay tuned for that, Denny. Fuck, that is fair because there's, like I said, there was a, a dog's coach. Who was the, who was the dog's coach last year? Uh, it was that guy who used to do the Tigers. I can't remember his name. Mick Potter. Mick Potter. But he didn't get moved on. He's still there as assistant oh, coach. Oh, because Trent Barrett got sacked. Yeah, 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 yeah and then yeah, he yeah, took yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. And then they signed Seriato mid-season. And then Nathan – so it would have been between Nathan Brown and yeah, but, Hasler. Yeah, but Nathan Brown um, left halfway through the season last year. Stacey Jones coaching for yes. the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was Desi well, Hasler in the preseason. Well though. done, Denny. That's yeah, fair, well that, done. That's okay. really good. So this question is also Dragons related. Um, when was the last time St. George Illawarra, Illawarra Dragons beat us that wasn't on Anzac Day? What year? So what year was the last time the St. George Illawarra, Illawarra sorry, tongue twister, Dragons beat us that wasn't on Anzac Day? In a game other than the Anzac Day game. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. So I think I know. I think we spoke about this the other night actually in the car. Did we? Yes. Um so yeah, send that in, listeners. Um, there may or may not be a Origin preview early next week. Well, Clary's um, favourite team's playing for the first time next next week. So. I thought Bulldogs have the bye. Oh yeah, the dogs do have the bye. Oh, your second favourite team. Second favourite team. Um, New South Wales. So yeah. we might do a little Origin preview, talk about teams, give our thoughts, maybe like a little 20, 30 minute episode. Who knows with us, it might be longer. If you're interested in that, Reach out. Are the um, fan, do you reckon the listeners are interested in an origin preview from us? I don't know. We'll see. We might put up another poll. Um, but yeah, that's um, us for the week. What's the plan for the rest of the week, Slay? Mate, just getting back into work. Yeah. Back at work tomorrow after Friendly six, plumbing? Yeah, friendly plumbing after a six-week layoff with this fucking shoulder injury. Mm. So I'm keen to get back into that. And mate, that's about it. What about you? Maybe another game of squash? Maybe another game with squash, maybe on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I reckon we can do that. Yeah. It's a great sport if you're really pissed off about the Roosters losing. Yeah. Hitting a ball against a wall as hard as you can really helps alleviate It does really help. It does really help. So that's about me. What about you? Well, yeah, I'll be playing squash against you. Perfect. All right, listeners, that is us. And we will see you next week and enjoy the week off. Your hearts will be better and there will be no anxiety and you'll live longer with the bye. Lots of love. Bye. Here come the roosters, the-